Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 199 of this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study with in July 13 to July the 19th, Alma 32 to 35, plant this word in your heart. And uh, we're going to begin this session uh, with looking at Alma 33 verses 2 to 11 and then 34 verses 17 to 29, covering I can worship God in prayer anytime and anywhere. Uh, This is a wonderful uh, piece of scripture uh, or section of scripture. Uh, It's interesting because straight away in Alma 33, uh, we see that Alma is responding to the needs of the people with practical things that they can do. Uh, in verse 1, they talk, it talks about how they sent forth to him, desiring to know whether they should believe in God, uh, in one God, and then talk, and then ask further about how they can strengthen their faith. Uh, and John W. Welch uh, says this, quote, Once we are aware of what the issues were for the Zoramite poor, we can see effect, how effectively Alma addressed each one of their concerns, replacing what they had been taught, or maybe what they had been never taught, with the truths of the gospel. He did not ignore the realities of what they had been going through. Although Alma 32 to 33 is a very tightly argued and beautifully sophisticated message to the people, part of Alma's skill lies in relating closely to them, addressing their immediate needs and recognising their difficulties. Close quote. How much we can learn from Alma as a teacher. I mean, it's funny. Um, at the start of the last week, I think, when we started talking about Alma and Corrie Hall, uh, my son uh, just made a comment of, is Alma not dead yet? <laughs> like, we seem to have uh, had a long stretch here of, of studying Alma the Younger's ministry uh, for, since Alma chapter one. And it's just, we learn so much from him. And he's clearly gone through this journey from where he began back in Mosiah 27 to where we are now. And it's just a beautiful journey to follow. And one that we can all take hope in that he began, you know, from one, as one of the vilest of sinners. And he's just grown and grown and grown over time. And we can see how we can also grow. In Alma 32, uh, 33, verse 2, uh, Alma says, Behold, you have said you could not worship your God because you are cast out of your synagogues. But behold, I say unto you, if you suppose that you cannot worship God, you do greatly err, and you ought to search the scriptures if you suppose that they have taught you this. What better time to, to read this and learn about this principle about worshipping God in prayer anytime and anywhere than a global pandemic? Um, especially at a time, I mean, it would have been maybe useful to have these verses a few months earlier. But of course, you know, it's in hindsight, we really, really have these lessons impact on our souls. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I, I'm one of the fortunate ones that has been able to have the sacraments in the home, that has a family to be able to uh, craft these messages for and, and have this purpose for teaching them rather than it just being for myself. Um, but I think that, you know, it's something we can definitely take from this experience of this global pandemic. That, And of course, you know, I, I'm saying this from a perspective of someone living in the UK where restrictions are being eased each week now. And, you know, there are, I am very aware that there are places in the world which are still go, suffering through this um, experience now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very aware of this. And so I think that if this were to happen again, and, you know, these restrictions be put back in place because it's certainly not gone away. Um, how would we, you know, react to this? How would we um, be able to work through it? But we, one of the things we could certainly understand from our chapter 33 is that we can worship God in any time and anywhere. Alma reads from the prophet Zenos in verses 4 to 11. And I'm not going to talk much about Zenos or Zenic 
or as Enoch, um, because we'll talk about them tomorrow. But uh, he talks about lists of where you can pray. Uh, and of course, we know that Amulek will do that in a moment in our chapter 34. But we need to be making this a daily part of our lives, this really sincere, prayerful worship. And I think that it's important that the words prayer and worship seem to be used interchangeably. Uh, in verse 3, uh, Alma says, Do you do ye remember to have read what Zenos, the prophet of old, has said concerning prayer or worship? So he seems to use them both as synonyms. And I think that our prayer must become more worshipful. Um, we understand worship to be taking the sacrament or going to the temple or praising uh, God through songs. But do we see it as divine, yeah, is sincere prayer uh, reaching to the divine? Uh, in verse, uh, in, uh, President John Taylor said this, quote, At an early period of my life, I learned to approach God. Many a time I have gone into the fields and concealing myself behind some bush would bow before the Lord and call upon him to guide and direct me. And he heard my prayer. It would not hurt you to call upon the Lord in your secret places as I did. That was the spirit which I had when a little boy. And God has led me from one thing to another. Close quote. I think that we all need to have this um, willingness to bow ourselves at any time, at any place, uh, and call upon God for anything, not just for the big things, but for anything. Um, in verse 33, chapter 33, verse 21, uh, and this isn't technically in, the, in these sections, but I wanted to share it because it, it is a useful reminder. Uh, Alma is talking about Moses and the people of Israel and about how for the people of Israel, they were given a very easy thing to do, to just cast their eyes upon the uh, the brazen serpents and they would live. In verse 21, he says, Oh, my brethren, if you could be healed by merely casting about your eyes that you might be healed, would you not believe quickly? Or would you be rather harden your hearts in unbelief and be slothful that you would not cast your eyes about and that you might perish? Um, the the invitation to prayer in a worshipful manner, to pray, to pray sincerely, uh, I think, in my mind, is, is an invitation like the people of Israel had with the brazen serpent. It is an easy act. Now, doesn't mean it is easy. It's a very, sorry, I shouldn't use the word easy act. It's a very simple act doesn't mean it is easy. You know, for those people, and I think we look back on them and think, oh, we scoff at them and go, well, how, how foolish were they? You know, at the time, it may have seemed a, very, seemed a very inconsequential act to do. And surely they would have thought, well, I'm not doing that. It's ridiculous that we think it would work. Um, and it may be the same with us with prayer. It may be that you're in a position where you don't feel God's love. You don't feel that he answers your prayer. You don't feel he even listens to you. Or perhaps you feel that you are not worthy to be listened to by God. In all those cases, those are things that Satan tries to put into our hearts and minds. Those are the seeds that Satan plants to try and grow and take over our heart with shade that we do not receive the spirit. Um, and it's often that we find that Satan may use some of the same methods that our Heavenly Father uses, but just in the inverse way to help us or to make us feel bad about ourselves or lose that spirit, that connection. Carl B. Cook said this, quote, As we remember him and trust in his power, we, we receive strength through his atonement. It is the means whereby we can be relieved from our anxieties, our burdens and our suffering. It is the means whereby we can be forgiven and healed from the pains of our sins. It is the means whereby we can receive the faith and strength to endure all things. We need to pray. We need to pray and call out uh, to our Heavenly Father that he will be able to suffer to strengthen us in our suffering through the atonement, but we can only access that power of heaven through prayer. We can use other things as well, but that act of worshipful prayer 
is so important and it's one that I have struggled to tap into my life. I've always found it easy to read scriptures. I've always found it easy to attend church. And I say easy because it's easy for me. Of course, other things may be simple, but not easy for others. But I've always found those particular things easy. But getting on my knees every night and praying, I've just found difficult. I don't know why. Um, And I think that it's something that I want to work on uh, is making sure I do that because I do feel it. When I do pour out my heart and soul into prayer, I do feel that impact and that power of heaven. I just don't do it. You know, it's so frustrating. Um, Verses 20 to 26 in Alma 34, we read Amulek, um, who is giving us a list of things we can pray over. And it's basically everything. But this is one of the things that stands out to me the most is verse 26 of 34. He says, but this is not all. You must pour out your souls in your closets and your secret places and in your wilderness. Uh, Hugh Nibley said this about our secret places. He said, quote, the mention of closets and secret places is a clear reference to the discovered custom of the ancient Hebrew of having special shrines or prayer rooms in their houses. But what we wish especially to notice here is that your wilderness is a normal and natural part of the Nephite scene, with people going into the wilderness on regular business where they are admonished to pray as in other places, close quote. Um, it's interesting that, you know, this uh, reminder uh, of closets and secret places is is actually not just something that is a nice thing and something that applies to us directly but it's also part of the custom and the culture of the time which of course you know it again is another verification of the book of Mormon being the word of god truly translated by divine power uh, from an ancient record so we're going to leave it there today wonderful uh, counsel uh, thank you for listening today i hope you've enjoyed it and have something to take away with you uh, please do share your thoughts and comments on what we've studied today on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. You can rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. That would help no end as well. And also please email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you have any feedback or also if you're willing to join in a future podcast study episode with me, that'd be wonderful. We've got one to look forward to for the end of the week and hopefully that will get some of you thinking that you might like to join in as well. So please do reach out. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>